Hello, Donna Reese here. Welcome to another episode of Language Arts Ladies, Our Homeschool History, episode number 10. So we have been doing this for 10 weeks, give or take a, a couple of weeks in there for the holidays. And I am excited to be wrapping up our first year. So uh, Our Homeschool History is a podcast dedicated to bringing you a weekly update on our 32 years of homeschooling in chronological order. <laughs> and as much as I can remember, because I'm turning 60 this year. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this episode is going to be a year in review kind of thing, lessons learned from my first year of homeschooling. Some of these things I've talked about in the previous episodes and some of these things I haven't mentioned yet, but I wanted to bring them all together to kind of tell you at the end of this year, after homeschooling for one year, my eighth grade sister and a little guy who turned one in the middle of the school year and um, our very first year of homeschooling, fresh out of college with an elementary education degree and um, just kind of what, we, what I learned and what happened throughout that year and uh, the good and the bad. So I'm going to start with the good because good is always fun. And first of all, one of the great things that came out of that was structure. I've always been the kind of person who thrived on structure. So the fact that I was able to learn how to put structures and routines in place, I wasn't perfect at it by any stretch of the imagination, but with Dr. Moore's curriculum and their advice on like how to set up Lisa's day and so forth, along with my teaching that I got from the book, The Sidetracked Home Executives, which I talked about uh, when in my dailies episode, in, the in one of the first several, um, along with just having a start time, a stop time, Lisa dropped off, um, expectations of, of really being what she was missing from school. You know, it was different in that um, it was still thought of, you know, very much so as school at home. And um, you know, throughout the years, we've kind of, you know, wavered in and out of that approach, but that was what I was set up to do with Lisa. And because of that, I did develop great structures and great routines. And um, I wasn't always perfect, like I said, but I did develop them and I thrived on them. And I knew that this is what I would want for all 32 years of homeschooling, even though I didn't know, oh, sorry, even though I didn't know that we'd be homeschooling for 32 years then. All right. Secondly is the thing that I just mentioned, and that was the dailies. We talked about this in the episode about sidetracked home executives and how um, through that book, I realized how true my husband's statement of me was when he said, you're a closet person. And he said, you would always rather do closets than other things. And you always do bigger things before you do the needed or daily things. And we would always just laugh it off. And he would rescue me from my, you know, whatever my situation might have been that day. Whatever kind of big, you know, grandiose thing that I wanted to, to work on that day instead of the dailies. <laughs> he would rescue me from those. So he's really kind of partially at fault here, right? <laughs> and, um... But through that book, I realized that he was right and that if I could get a handle on the dailies, then I could make the bigger things work 
after the dailies and it would be so much more rewarding and when I was done with the bigger things I wouldn't have to look back at a you know sinkfuls of dishes and laundry baskets full of laundry so I learned the dailies and that the literally the dailies became my way of life and I learned about them 39 years ago when Joshua was one because he just turned 40 and literally for 39 years I lived and I continue now as an empty nester uh, with a whole with business and everything in this in the home in and out in and out. I continue to live with the dailies as a huge part of my life, and I'm so grateful for having learned that. Um, I also learned about story time, and um, you know I knew I wanted to reach my kids a lot. I just graduated for, with elementary with an elementary education degree. I love children's literature. I loved everything about kids, obviously. Um, but I really learned from some friends who every afternoon when we were together, she would stop whatever we were doing and have story time with her kids. And each of her kids, there were three, got to choose a book. And, and it just, it just dawned on me how much of an integral part of their day it was. And, just not just necessarily reading here and there or or you know reading before bed or whatever but instead making daily read aloud time and a no um a no-brainer a you know no compromise and 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 it became a way of life for us literally I, I have my Facebook memories from when Jacob, he's now 24, from when he was 12 and 13, kind of when I was first on Facebook, maybe a little bit before that, but definitely during those years. And I still have Facebook memories where, you know, Jacob and I had a two-hour read-aloud time this afternoon because we just couldn't stop. He was lying on one end of the sofa, and I was lying on the other, and we were all covered up, and you know, we just read for two hours. And he was 13, and I was still doing that same afternoon story time, so to speak, obviously not picture books at that time, but um, it just became a way of life. I learned so much. I, I just grew in leaps and bounds as a teacher and as a person and um, yeah, just, you know, all the organizational things, the structures and all of that. Plus just what I learned through teaching Lisa day in and day out. It was really phenomenal. Next good thing is that Lisa was ready. At the end of that year, she finished eighth grade with me and then went into ninth grade as a, um, a ninth grader in the public high school and just did wonderfully. Socially, she was completely different. Anxiety-wise, she was completely different. Academically, she had gone you know, up those levels that I talked about in episode nine. And, um, she was ready. She wasn't afraid. And it was a different environment than junior high, for sure. And she was ready. And I just considered that to be such a great thing that Lisa could go to high school. Um, and then another thing happened during that year uh, that was, I still remember it so well, which is funny because um, such a little thing, but I guess it wasn't really little because I wouldn't have remembered it so well. But that was um, a, a little point in time when I realized that Ray and I could potentially have the selfless marriage that we wanted. Uh, we hadn't been that selfless <laughs> up to that point 
um, in a lot of ways. We both went our own ways, like married couples, young people especially do. Um, a lot of fighting, uh, a lot of disagreements, a lot of power struggles. And it was during a, a time that Ray came home and Joshua's diaper needed changed and Josh and and you know normally it would have been kind of a point of contention you know it's your turn no it's your turn you know that kind of thing and out of the blue he said you changed him all day today I I can change him now and it was at that moment that not that he suddenly became selfless because he was way more selfless than me trust me but it was at that moment that I thought to myself we are doing a lot more giving than we are taking. And could this be a sign that we can have the selfless marriage that we really want? I know it sounds small. I know it sounds silly, you know, but it was just, I just remember thinking that. And I just remember getting excited that we could grow in our marriage and we could have selflessness and deference the way that we really wanted to have and the way that we feel a Christian marriage should be or can be. And so that was really super, super exciting. All right, I didn't save much time for the bad, but I did want to mention a couple of things. One thing is that it was very hard. And, you know, I never want to paint homeschooling as easy. And um, my kids sometimes say, I don't understand it. You made it look so easy. You made this look so easy. You made that look so easy. Uh, and now that they're parenting as well, you know, they're just like, it just didn't feel hard. You know, vacations didn't feel hard. Nothing felt hard. And I was like, things were hard, you know, but dad and I were definitely, you know, such a united front and we worked hard together on everything that we did with our family. So that made a huge difference. But this was a hard year. It was difficult. Uh, lots of power struggles between Lisa and my mom and myself. And um, a lot of tears, a lot of frustration. Um, I didn't know a lot about special needs. You know, I think I had one teaching the exceptional child class or something like that in college. Um, but it was hard. And I don't want to paint it any other way besides the fact that it was hard. Um, and lastly, I wanted to start talking about something that you'll see threaded throughout this series, and that is homeschooling pride. And I developed homeschooling pride very, very early on. And I'm not talking about like proud that we homeschool, proud that we were able to, proud that we live in a country where we can, um, you know, proud that... Um, you know, my kids loved it and we loved it and, and that kind of thing. I'm talking about um, a negative kind of pride, a kind of pride that was um, that started here really with, I had just gotten out of teacher's college. Then I learned about homeschooling. Everything in the homeschooling books confirmed what I just learned in teacher's college as far as how children learn, socialization, developmental stages boys versus girls. It all was confirmed through homeschooling. So I put those two things together, my education and homeschooling materials and things, and said, wow, this is, this is so much better. It is confirmed through research. It is confirmed through my undergraduate degree. It is confirmed that this is the best way of life. And I got overzealous 
right off the bat. We often joke around about our Saturday morning brunches. We used to, we used to hold these Saturday morning brunches that first year, actually. We would hold these Saturday morning brunches where Ray and I would make these brunches and we invited so many couples at a time and they were supposed to come and eat brunch and hear our homeschooling spill. And we did these once a month for quite a while, actually. And I had taken all of the materials that I had and condensed it into one hundred page book that I wrote and three hole punched and put into folders for everybody. And basically just unfortunately, now that I look back, we were guilting people into homeschooling and, um, it didn't really work that well for us, but I, I was, I was just, I was overly zealous for one thing. Um, but for another thing, I, like I said, started developing this pride and I can see how that pride kind of followed me throughout my homeschooling days and in different times it would pop up and just like a superiority. And I'm so thankful that I'm not that way anymore, but it took a lot of years for me to say, you know what? If people send their kids to school, that's okay. If people homeschool, that's okay. If people, you know, send their kids to private school, that's okay. And for me to not have so much of this pride um, within me. So I'm going to be talking more about that in upcoming episodes. Um, but I did want to acknowledge that it started here and it started with this knowledge and um, it started with uh, a tr clear heart in that I really believed that this was so great that everybody should do it. And it was so safe and perfect for every child. And I really believe that. So it's not like it started, you know, like in a negative way. I didn't, I didn't have anything to sell. I mean, I was a spokesperson, I'm a salesman for um, Dr. Moore's products, but I wasn't doing it to sell. It just wasn't that big of an income stream. And um, I just did it because I loved homeschooling and I loved my friends and I loved children. And I really felt like, this was the way to go. But it, it just got out of hand through the years sometimes where I was judgmental and um, had a little bit of superiority. Um, and, you know, if you were, a, you know, if you ever felt that for me, I'm very sorry. But I wanted to start talking about it here. And so that when I, you know, bring it up throughout, you will know, yeah, I can see how that kind of happened, right? And I did tell you at the beginning that I'm going to do the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Everything that I've learned. So this episode went on a little longer than I wanted, but hopefully uh, it helped you see some of the great things and a couple of the negative things of our first year of homeschooling in 1983-1984. I'll see you next week with the beginning of year two. Can't wait. Thanks for joining me.